Alright guys, welcome to Stop Boosting. This is episode 11 of our podcast, and it is the 7th episode of our Success Series podcast. Today we have a special guest, a friend of ours, a friend of a friend of ours originally, uh, Michaela. Uh, today we have Kana on the podcast, we also have Mario, uh, who happens to be Michaela's significant other, and he's uh, going to be here listening in because they were together at the time, so... Uh, you're not going to be listening to the audio, you're not going to be talking, but if you have anything to say, Mikhail, I can just hand over the mic to you. And uh, we're also live on Instagram for the first time ever. So uh, if you're look, if you're listening in, shout out to you guys. Uh, if we see your names, you know, it would be pretty cool. All right, Canada, would you like to introduce yourself? And then... Oh, you, we just introduced me, Canada. We don't need to introduce me anymore at this point. Yeah, that's true. Canada's kind of me, you guys already know. Thank Mikhail. you so much for having me on, guys. Yeah. That's really great. Thank you so for please, coming on. Yeah. Feel free to introduce yourself. And uh, let me sure. know. I'm um, 24 years old, living in Toronto, working at a financial tech startup company for the past three and a half years, and thought this was a great opportunity to start 2020. So. Yeah, we're really happy to have you as our first guest of 2020, and uh, it was just an awesome opportunity to have you on the podcast. We just met like two weeks ago. Yeah. So pretty cool. So yeah. I wanted to learn a lot more about you, and I was happy to be here. I'm so excited to be a podcast guest. So thank you for coming on. Anytime. All right. Yeah, it's so, an interesting podcast. So. But as usual, so usually people can't see, but if they're watching, we have our questions on a Google Doc. Great. <laughs> That's how I record a lot of my information. Before we try to stop boosting. <laughs> it's jokes. All right. So uh, we're going to go right into your career. So you already mentioned you work for a fintech startup, and you've Sorry. been there for a couple of years. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we really want to know how your experience was at the beginning and like did you feel like for example like what, well, why don't we start with what your company does yeah so, people so can get a little better. we are a financial tech startup that provides uh, multiple companies with instant pay service directly to a prepaid mastercard and so we have our biggest client uber we're providing all of their drivers an option to get paid every single day Cool. And the convenience that we provide with that, the benefits such as free roadside assistance and the amazing customer service that we provide, we find 50% are really enjoying our services. So we just signed with uh, DoorDash actually December 26th. Cool. And, and is, is, is that what your company did at the beginning as well? It's always what they've done. That's what they're doing. Yeah, that was our main idea, but yeah. it wasn't easily achievable back then because we had no contract signed with Uber. We were just a small team of about three or four of us. Right. And basically, our main point of business was contacting Uber drivers and um, asking them, you know, for their earnings and paying them directly through that way. So it was a very small. Like stage. small beginnings. And then very finally, small. when you got noticed, basically, yeah. the companies When we out. signed with Uber, that's when I knew that the door was really opening and there were a lot more opportunities to come. Yeah. So you said you were there for four years? Three and a half. Three and a half. So you were 21 when you started? Yeah, I was actually 20 years old when I came into an office that was partnered with us. So they were our marketing team at the time, XTM. And okay. from there, I asked the manager of um, that portion if I could have a full-time position. And they introduced me to Payfair, which was just starting. So I thought, Very definitely cool. want to stay here, keep doing wow. my thing. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. That's a- that sounds pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was pretty great. Yeah, Canada, Canada wants to run his own startup. Yeah, too. I want to start my own. So It's so exciting. <laughs> yeah. It is never a dull moment. I come in, I don't do the same things. I I have mm. a, a different type of schedule that I have to, you know, see where things go. If, if things happen, I just take it as they come. 
because it's such a small team, yeah. you have to like be able to carry multiple different roles. That's right. Wear multiple hats. And that's, I, I actually just sent a, an email to someone who's interested in Payfair and I was listening out the things that they would be doing. And I realized there's just so much opportunity and things that they can do that it's really exciting. Cool. So we can learn a lot about yeah. how you like start your, your <laughs> Yeah. For sure. and, and what was my role again in company? I didn't say any roles yet because first I have to get the ground management. <laughs> no, I'm just more like the sales man. Yeah, because you know how they. Yeah, so the sales, but I remember you said I'd be the driver. Was oh yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Hey, that works for us. He'd be the sober driver because he's a little. He'd be like, "Oh, I'm gonna get us here." Love it. Love it. Well, that's the <laughs> and degree goes to four years. So, uh, I'd say that your startup experience was like most startups don't succeed. That's right. right? That's so right. you were in a rare scenario where your startup was actually fairly successful. Yeah. And like, do you see yourself continuing to work with companies like this? Do you? Yeah. You know what? I've had many moments where I thought I want to change. I want to help bring a company to where my company is today. But then I realized the amount of loyalty that I have for my company at this moment, mm -hmm. I couldn't see growing any other company but my own. Right. But that's not to say that if an opportunity arises, I would definitely jump on that. And if I could still do something with my current company, because I just can't let it go. Yeah. It's like my baby. Because you, you were part of the beginning. Yeah. Of I walk through my office. I am the oldest employee in my office, especially because my CFOs there and the founders, they're not in my office. So I walk yeah. through that office and I heard the other day, I, uh, a couple of guys were just going through our records and they said, you know, Michaela has been here the longest. And I opened the door and I said, yes, yeah. That's crazy. That feels awesome to be one yeah, of the to be oldest employees. <laughs> to be 24 and to be the most, the longest lasting. It's place. a really cool feeling. I think about it often. So yeah, I mean, that means that you were likely very instrumental. In yeah. So, yeah, yeah. That, that, that sounds like it, right? Because yeah, the rest well. of us, we go to a company, we're like the young, we're like the newbies, and yeah. you're like the oldest. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I don't even remember what that feeling is like um, in that respect, but this was my first job in this kind of um, position. You know, I, I McDonald's, I didn't have a, a solid job until this one, and I didn't think I would stay this long, but I'm so glad I did that's awesome. And um, like one thing people would feel like when you signed up to work there, like didn't you feel that like you were taking on a huge risk? I did. I did. But at the same time, I felt like I, I needed to do something like that, especially after school. I wanted something and I, I'd rather have something that's going to give me a challenge or risk than just take something I know it's going to be. Yeah. Super small. This is more worthwhile. Yeah. You learn a lot more. So much experience. The intensity of how much like different roles you have to take on and be good at them and how valuable right. it is to the company. Yeah. You, to, you felt accountable for everything you did. Exactly. Because some of us, we can, we can go work for like uh, a company and not really feel accountable if it's big enough. Mm -hmm. You feel like you're just a piece in a, in a yeah. big moving machine. Yeah. It's a lot of pressure to have yeah. a lot on a small team. Yeah. But then when you make those successes, it's like you did that. Yeah. And it's just a really amazing feeling. All right, man. Yeah. Relax. We, we know what to do. Oh, we know what to yeah, do. Yeah, you got to do it. <laughs> yeah, like I already said, I want to take the biggest risk this year, right? Because you say there's a risk when you start mm -hmm. a startup. I was telling him, and he, I want to put myself into like 40K debt starting this company. And this, I told him no. <laughs> Yo, I said, you, I said you got accounting finance. I told you, don't put yourself in debt. Like save up money. Yeah. Move debt. 
And then the best but one yeah, is you, that. But if you're always thinking like that, but not taking a risk, you never know if you're enjoying something, right? That's right. Sometimes you don't that's take true. that risk. You wonder what would have happened if I did that, right? Yeah, that's true. I, I like from my perspective, I would have to give my friend that advice. But if you're willing to take that risk, you're yeah. so sold on what you're gonna do. Like the founders of your company, um, like you, you told me this before. You told me when you met for uh, at Malaysian. Shout out to Malaysian Garden Song. You always want <laughs> so to good. shout out something. So <laughs> so you gotta shout out just Starbo food all the time. Set pins in center circle. And uh, uh, yeah, I wasn't gonna say these founders. You said that they they didn't succeed in their first attempt, right? That's right. They experienced bankruptcy and. I never really got to hear a lot about that, but I can understand the feeling is devastating. You build so much and then it comes down, but clearly they didn't lose motivation. They wanted to do something pretty soon after that happened. And I'm sure for them that they've gone this far is a, a feeling that I can't even compare to. Like this business is doing amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. So they, yeah. they've gone through a lot. Sure. So they learned a lot probably from that first experience. Oh yeah. On the start of who they need, who's, who's instrumental. I think they probably took their time Yeah. and they're so, cause I, I'm included in some emails with them and they're so focused and they, they want this so bad. I think you need that as well. You want to have to want it. Did you, did you feel like that? So you, you started the company at, sorry, uh, you started the company at age 21, 20, 20. Yeah. And, uh, you didn't have like a, an office job experience before that. That's right. So you, you were using your university or college education for this. I, you know what? No, I think that was just something inside me. I, I've always been great with talking to people and mm -hmm. I knew I would be now in an office working, speaking with people that just to get in there, I felt really natural just to start doing that. I don't think school could prepare me for that exactly. It did help in some way, but I think a lot of it was just me wanting to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think your university education helped you with your, like your help? at this new job or do you think that just going in and just, yeah, you had it, but the other skills that you had from other parts of your life yeah. were more of a factor. Honestly, I think job. the experience helped me more than school. Yeah. I think, I think school for the bottom, the bottom line of school is it just helps you get that yeah. first job. Cause the things that I learned were so outside yeah. of the book. So, um, based on experience, yeah. each scenario that I went through, a lot of the times it was based on just a more real, outside, like a real, real life experience. that needed a solution that yeah. you had to come up with. The ways to get it done yeah. rather than textbook answers to like technical questions. And with startups, you know, you go through trials and tribulations, you go through hard times that you gain so much knowledge that when you overcome something again, it's because of the experience from that is not from what I read in a book. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I don't think I'm going to quote that. That's going to be the, <laughs> gonna be part of the caption of our episode. Yeah, do you want to ask all these questions? We usually split them up. Yeah, but I don't know where you are in the oh, We're at, uh, we're at. What is your, there we go. The people who are alive are probably, the two people that are alive right now. Love it. Thank you. Yeah, we got the questions out. <laughs> you went out. <laughs> all right, so, um, actually, this is not good because you're saying I should go for this one, right? What is your angle? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, since you got this startup and you talked about like how it's risk, what do you think your angle is? To start your own company? Or do you think it would be to continue with this company or go somewhere further on you know what i had an uber driver the other day he's going to work and he asked me he said i know a lot of people don't like resolutions but what is something that you're trying to achieve in 2020 and my answer was this moment i just want to continue climbing the corporate ladder mm. i want to get to a point where i can you know do everything that i want to do at 
a higher position. And I'm so loyal to this company that I can just see myself staying with them and, and growing from there because there's so much opportunity for me. Yeah. And so, yeah, just to keep going up and seeing what I can get and the challenges that come with that. I think to a company that's really lucky to have somebody like that, because very often people see the opportunity as, okay, I learned enough here, I'll yeah. move on, or get, get out of here. Loyalty is definitely something of value. But that usually depends on the culture of the company, right? Because when yes. the culture is uh, toxic, people just want to come in and go. But when the yeah. culture is like amazing, you yeah. don't mind showing your loyalty to that yeah. the comp- company that showed you that loyalty back, right? It's true. I have to say it wasn't always a great company culture. That's something as a startup. It's hard to have that at the beginning. Yeah, you gotta build that. You have to find the right people. We've let so many people go. We've grabbed, you know, the people that we have right now make the company culture so great. So we all really can work together at this moment. And you guys, can I say something? Yeah. yeah. Pretty keen on the fact that people always have expectations of other people. And especially if you're a founder, your expectations of employees are very special because they dictate a lot of things, right? Whether someone's fired or not fired or how much we are going to pay that person. And it's somebody that you want to, Kind of the court ladder, employer skill set in different situations. Your expectations are kind of flexible because since the company is growing, there's so many things it could take so many shapes and forms. Yeah. No one's really going to put lots of boundaries on you, okay. so you have that chance to beat the expectations. A lot of people that make many companies, especially if they're companies, you know, they're not startups, etc. Uh, just like these guys say, you're a newbie, so you don't have the opportunity to mm-hmm. really really yeah. exceed somebody's expectations to the point that they're like, oh my God, let's put this, let's get Michaela to deal with this and that and this and that because she killed this other thing, you know? Mm-hmm. You have that real shop, actually, since it's a grown company. There's things that are going to come your way and, and exploit and yeah. exceed everybody's expectations. It's great that you mentioned that because we were actually talking last night about, you know, I'm really lucky. I do have a boss, but I work with my boss, so I don't feel like I'm working under anyone. I make a lot of decisions that, you know, he sees for the second time and it's just, it's really great to have that where you can implement things. You don't have to, you know, ask for permission or do any of those type of things. So yeah, I feel lucky. So would you say your boss is more of a leader than a boss? Cause like a boss is someone who just 100%. Like sets a goal. Yeah. He doesn't really have to delegate with me. We, a lot of the things we discuss together, we are, I would say like a team for sure. And he hired me on. He said, do you want to help me? He didn't say like, do you want to have this position, which is under me? And that's what we're doing. We help each other every day. That's awesome. Yeah. That sounds like a great work. If he's like, oh, it's help a dream. Me it's a dream, guys. <laughs> so that, that actually answers our next question. Oh, yeah. So it's just, it's just, you feel your career satisfying regardless of any financial gain you could potentially receive. Yeah. I would say there's a lot of things that I had to stand up for in my career. And I think because I did those things, you know, sometimes you have to ask for, to make things happen. And because I did that, I'm at a point now where I'm very satisfied and there's not one thing I could ask for at this moment. Yeah. You didn't feel like your hands are tied and you were just yeah. asked to do one thing, you know, it was, yeah, exactly. You had an instrumental role in the success of those decisions and those actions that were taken. That's right. Awesome. Very cool. So you wanted you on. Yeah. <laughs> You always want to live in Toronto because I know you didn't grow up in Toronto. And uh, do you want to move somewhere else? And if so, where would you be? That's a great question. I'm the type of person that I can't stay in one place too, too long. Right now, I'm very happy to live in Toronto, but I, I tend to travel to new countries every year because I just want to experience and see new things. So I did live in Poland for a year and I realized that Europe is an incredible place to live. And I could definitely see myself going back there and you know, going to new places. And if I say, hey, I could definitely live here, then that, that would be a possibility in the future. 
So you lived in Poland for a year. Yes. You didn't grow up in Toronto, did you? No, I grew up in Aurora. In Aurora. Yeah. So it's very different, right? Yes, yeah, small town. It's more rural. Less, yes. Less yeah, no city feeling there. And uh, would you want to, in, in Poland, were you a city type environment? Or I was. I was in Warsaw, which is like oh, yeah. the tr- Polish Toronto. <laughs> teaching. Polish. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was teaching uh, young kids how to speak English. Oh, nice. Yes, they were about, ranged from like four to ten years old. And it was really fun. I was the assistant teacher. So I was the one who was able to not have to punish them or discipline them. It had all of the fun. And I taught them English. And it was just a, a great time. And I realized, hey, I like to be away from home doing this. Cool. Yeah. Well, Mario, that's something for you to know too. You have to move around and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Okay, I do want to talk. We'll 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 talk. Sure. Uh, can you want to go with the first success question? What do you believe is success? As in, what do you find personally, sex yeah. to be personally, in your opinion? Because everyone has their own opinion. And yeah. that's the reason we ask that question, because we want to see everyone's opinion. Like, we saw Mario's opinion yeah. when he was on the podcast, so we'd like to see yours. I think success is setting a goal for yourself and trying your absolute hardest to reach that. And I don't think success means you always have to reach those goals, but if you work your ass off and you get to a point which you tried all you could I think that's success in itself and I think it's just you know always wanting to better yourself and have those goals yeah that's yeah. my success that probably comes from the whole startup experience yeah. yeah oh yeah that made me realize how bad I want to be successful mm-hmm. very badly so do you believe there's an angle to success or you could always continue achieving success you know, what's funny is I thought you guys might ask me this question, and I realized I think everybody can answer this question a little bit different. And everybody has yeah, their own has. vision of success and own version, and I don't think there's a specific angle. I think there's many ways to achieve success, and if, as long as you want to achieve it and you make your way to get that, I think that's success in itself. Yeah, for sure. Because every, everybody that we have that comes on says something almost com- yeah, it's not completely I think it's different. A but great question. They all have their own personalized version of answering it. What, the word means to them and how they see it. Yeah, so. very important word for me. Cool. Do you want to ask it? You can ask it. Yeah, I'll ask that one after so, that. Uh, well, this is once again related to the startup experience. Like, do you believe failures are necessary to succeed and you need it? 100%. 100%. We have fixed so many things because we failed. Without knowing that this might come down, we wouldn't know how we could improve. Our improvements are based on our failures and there's been some times where it's been really hard and we've experienced that downfall but we came from that so much better because we knew exactly what we had to work on and that's just resilience right because yeah. sometimes people fail and yeah the startup experience my understanding is a lot of people give up and yeah. people leave the company and that falls apart yeah so having that ability to stay together stay strong and move as like a unit right toward that goal in startups you become very reactive because things can fall things can happen at any moment and so you learn to take that and so because of that something comes my way i'm able to take it without hesitating yeah so like for example a large company they have they have like tons of backup servers yes. all their data they yeah. have everything set up 
like many years ahead of time. They might not have to experience the downfall because there's another team that would do that in yeah. these large offices, but we, we have to go through that. figure it all out. Yeah. yeah, sometimes you don't know how to do that. So uh, what, what drives you? Like what drives you most? Like what, what what where does it come from? Where do you get that motivation? The drive to to always want to succeed. I get a lot of the motivation from my team actually because since I'm working with my manager to you know better our team, when I see you know them asking questions, when I see them doing something which we can improve upon, my motivation is you know let them be the best they can be, and so I wake up and I know that I'm I'm doing this job not just for myself but I'm doing it for my team, and I can't let my team down. That's so, awesome. Yeah. yeah, that sounds amazing. We need people like her in our startup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sounds good. You know, we all people that are. You know, first, there. I need to get the coders because I need someone to help me code it. I know a lot of good coders. <laughs> I know the coders, but I want to start paying them, right? Oh yeah. So, because yeah. they're not gonna do shit for free. <laughs> Funny story. I really got got along well with my tech team, still do, and they were like, "Michaela, you should try coding." And so they gave me this website where I started learning it. Realized it's not my passion. Stopped it completely. A week later, they're like, "How's coding?" I like marketing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone got their uh, skill sets, right? That's right. And you got to find people to replace the skill sets you don't want to learn. Because you could yeah. learn it just to learn it, just to understand what they're doing. But you don't want to master it, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. It's really good. Yeah, like there's already people that have it mastered, right? So exactly. it makes sense to distribute that work. That's what you have to For sure. Well. For sure. Yeah. That was, uh, I'll just say one quick yeah, thing. That yeah. was the funny part about mm, my startup. It was so small that we had one person per team, right? One tech guy. I was uh, one marketing girl. And so it's cool to see you build that team. It's, like, it's almost like you guys were the executive team. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And all your employees was yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. Yeah. It's very easy to say who my team was. For your company, what are you afraid of for the company in itself in the future? Or for you? yourself, right? Yeah. You know what? <sighs> I told you that I, I deal with a lot of things in startups. Things can hit you at any time. And, you know, sometimes they hit you really hard that it makes you doubt yourself for a second. And I've been through it a lot, whereas I know how to deal with it. But sometimes, you know, that fear is still there mm -hmm. that I really don't want to see anything bad happen to my company because we go so strong and sometimes things happen. So anything to, to take us down, even though I don't think that will happen. And you know what? Fear for myself. I don't have that. I okay. don't have, you know what? I just do my best. Yeah. I do do what I do. And, and, and you told me this before the podcast. And you said that uh, you travel alone. Yes, I, I love you're solo not, trips. You're not scared at all. No. You no. don't show up somewhere and you don't travel and you don't get it done. It's yeah. funny. I'm scared of things like roller coasters, spiders, but taking <laughs> <laughs> So scared. But to go on and... To embark on things that some people wouldn't have the guts for, that doesn't scare me. That, to me, is a, that's my adrenaline rush right there. That's true. Yeah, I, I mean, don't need a roller coaster. You don't need the roller coaster. Yeah, you know, life is a roller coaster. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> that's that is true. That's very true. A friend, a friend named Raps. He has a tough name, but he's very afraid of roller coasters. And yeah. Friends, and he's, you don't know it. Yo, but... He's afraid of everything. He's afraid of something. I know. Like... I don't want to go through all my things. <laughs> You guys, you, you go to Wonderland? No. <laughs> we went once. Third day. Third date. And then we went on the biggest roller coaster there. I closed my eyes. I made myself feel like I wasn't there the entire time. And he's like, did you enjoy it? I don't know, man. I'm so scared. <laughs> okay, so uh, what's today's like the single most important goal for you? Today's most mm, That's a really good question. Could be in terms of career. Could yeah. Be anything. 
Meanwhile, we're throwing a sponsored portion of the podcast. Uh, my, my friend, uh, Arun, um, who is a barber in Pickering, he sponsored some funds for our audio equipment. Shout out to Arun. Shout Thanks. out to Arun. His Instagram hashtag is a underscore real underscore cut. And uh, hit him up if you need a cut in the GTA. Uh, if you're in... Uh... Each other. He's in Pickering. Pickering. Yeah. If um, you're in Pickering. We didn't plan this at all. We were just, we were just saying it. I'm ready. Oh, you're ready. Okay. Yeah, I'm so sorry for that. No worries. No worries. Something popped in my head. Right now, my goal, what I want to achieve is we're launching Uber in Vancouver, and Payfair right now doesn't have a spot in that office because we signed a contract with Uber, and you know we add on locations as they, they launch in Vancouver. We haven't claimed that yet, and so... I'm helping with a pitch, and my goal is to get us in there to bring to increase sales to just kill it in that office. So I have to make sure we get there. That's a pretty very specific great goal. Great. Okay. That's yeah. a great goal. Yeah. Because yeah, she says she's loyal to her company. She sees herself moving up, right? So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if her goals were specific to that company, right? Yeah, yeah. Um. But then I also have, it's not on this list, yeah. but I just kind of thought of it. Since you say you work in a startup culture, you've been working in startup culture. And like, let's say for any of our listeners out there who want to start up a, their own business or have an idea, what do you think some things they can use or tools that you think might be useful for those people? So like, let's say like, and then like, like this, there's a, what's it called? A, like business incubators. Incubators or something. Like what do you think are good knowledge for them if they want to start their path on being a, starting up their own startup, I guess? Like, yeah, I guess if I could, you know, give any type of advice, it would be kind of, you know, you're going to go through, you got to, you know, go into this knowing what could possibly happen out of a startup. You got to go in and you have to understand that you're going to experience hard times. You're going to go through things and you, you might go through small mental breakdown at some points and understand it's really tough. And, um, but if you just keep pushing through that, and you're working to better yourself and better people around you, then you could really make something. And as long as you keep that passion, keep that drive, don't let that stop for a second because you lose that. You don't know what's going to happen. So honestly, I know very cliche, really follow your dreams. If you want, if your dream is to do a startup and you really think that you have it in you to do it, do it. All right, Kanash. Yeah, man. I was just talking to myself. I was just talking for myself. I'm talking for most of our listeners, but you know, I'll right? take that stuff. So. I'm talking to you now. Right? <laughs> <laughs> wants to start. Yeah. Yeah. I think probably the, the most important thing that you should always be mindful of, and you want to definitely learn about how to do, etc., is getting customers. A business. I mean, if, don't take it from me. I think Mark Cuban is about getting customers, right? Without the customers, you don't have the business. And so just really understand how you're going to get them, how you're going to be better than whoever's trying to get them right now, who's trying to kick your butt in business. I don't know who, how, how, how am I going to kick their butt instead. That's probably one of the most important things. So how someone's going to be Mayweather versus Pacquiao? How you're going to be what? Mayweather and Pacquiao? <laughs> yeah, like if you're going into business, you want to be the Floyd Mayweather, right? You want to be the guy who everybody wants to go to, so... Yeah. You know what's really good? What I found? Put yourself in your customer's shoes. You know, try to understand what they're experiencing from their side. For me, my customers are Uber drivers. Their mentality is extremely different compared to ours. You know, their job is to drive a car. They're not maybe 
doing something that's mm-hmm. mentally straining. And so I look at things from their perspective. I understand maybe from mine, I see it this way, but I have to understand to see it from your way. And if you can relate to your customers, that's how you build that trust and you build a customer base for sure. Are, wait, is this a bad question? That's not what I was saying. Say, uh, like, uh, what, what, what do you think of Toronto Uber drivers? <laughs> <laughs> as someone who has a nickname Uber Girl, I have taken a lot of Uber in my life. And you know what? Yes, you have. You know what? <laughs> I, I feel like I'm so biased working in that office and seeing drivers all the time, and they follow a certain type, you know? Yeah. And you either get the ones who really like to talk when you don't feel like talking, the ones who just want to drive you, and the ones who get out of the car and they ask for five stars, those kind of Uber drivers. So they're very interesting. And you know what? So my heart goes out to these guys because it's not an easy thing to do. Yeah. A lot of it's their full-time job. And look at how many Uber drivers there are. The more we get, the less income they're going to make because more. Yeah, it's going to spread, yeah. spread like butter, right? Yeah. And sometimes we talk about Payfair and these drives, and they get really excited. They're Payfair customer, and of course, they're going to ask me a million questions, and that's cool, you know, I, I see it, it's like, that could even be a sale in yeah, that car, I, I've, I've signed people up in Uber cars before. And Kayla knows how to close them. Yes. Close them. That's the Close second them. thing, right? You know how to close the customer. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I was going to bring that up. <laughs> Next one, but you already brought it up for me. That's right. Because, yeah, like you said, you have to get more customers, but you learn how to close them. Right? That's right. That's why at my company, I'm going to hire all of you for that. Yeah, I think you should do that. I, I can close. Yeah. I need to, I need to believe in the product. You need a straight yeah. line. Yeah. Type of style. You just made, you made such a great point. You have to believe in your product. That yeah. is huge. That is huge. You cannot doubt yeah. your shit. I know your shit. Yeah. Like, if it was a highly technical program that I needed to sell people, I just need to understand the basics. I need to believe it works. I need to see it works, and then I'd be able to sell it to people. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. That's right. All right. That's why it's called Top Boosty. We only spit facts, right? <laughs> to everyone on the line. All right. Okay. Yeah, we get it. Last night with the cringe. <laughs> Thank you, though. You, we got it together. We actually got the stop sign so people are just in the audio. And uh, we're just going to use the stop sign and pick it up every time we're talking. Okay, only the one who's holding the stop sign can talk, guys. <laughs> It'd be good, like wall decoration, you know. All right. So uh, we have three more questions. Okay. Uh, what did what advice would you give someone wanting to pursue a career similar to yours to get into a startup, maybe work for a startup? You have to to go in understanding that you're taking a risk and you have to ask yourself, is this worth it? And if it is, you have to put your heart and soul. You There's going to be times where your life is work in a startup. You're, you're deal, you take your work home with you. So understand if you're willing to put in your time, you're willing to change your lifestyle to help this company grow, then yeah, you know what? You're going to do well. You're going to do well. You have to have that mindset from the beginning. Like I've seen people work at uh, at banks, at utility companies, marketing companies. Yeah. Very often, when it's a very large company, some people just aren't meant to work at large companies. Yeah. And they very often go to these startups. And they go to these smaller companies because they feel like they want, like they. And I've worked at a really small funding kind of company too. So there's like it was forty people, mm. and I felt like I knew way more about every other department than I did at the larger companies that I worked for. Yeah. So I can see. I can see. If it's a specific personality, would you say? Yes. From people that would want to work at startups and work as yeah. a turnover. 
it, obviously it helps people person but for me what I look for for example I'll, let's say I even go to McDonald's I go to Tim Hortons I can spot out the person who's working so hard who's having you know that connection with that that customer those people doesn't matter what job they're in they're pushing to be the best that they can be and to me that tells me that that's they want it they want that bad so that makes sense. Yeah. Yo, I, I, well, that's I, my I, I go to like the Eden Center McDonald's and I see like the most intense like workers there and say, just come work for me. Yeah. I just take them and they're like, I'll pay you more. Well, yeah, those are everybody, that's what every company wants, right? Just go in and steal like the best workers that are getting underpaid. That's clear. right. And yeah, and they're doing their shit, getting underpaid. Like that is yeah. awesome. Yeah. Elon Musk says to surround yourself with problem solvers. Because at the end of the day, that's what people are. Yeah, so that's great. You don't think being comfortable, be comfortable, just like steady with what okay with what they got. Because if you're okay, you're just gonna do the bare minimum. You know, someone else solves the problem. Yeah, yeah, they're not the problem solvers. I see what you're saying, man. So, uh, what are the best resources that help helped you along the way? Well, one recently that we spoke of is um, Toastmasters. I think that's going to be really helpful. I'm going to do that every single Tuesday of this year. I'm holding myself and my box accountable for that. Um, a lot of things that I've done is, you know, speaking to other people who are working in, in other, even other types of businesses and, you know, seeing how it's been for them and, you know, trying to change things. Because if I hear someone, for example, before I, I stood up and I changed things for myself, I spoke to somebody who... Uh, made things happen for them and I took that and I, I made it happen for myself. So talking to people, um, yeah, you know what? I would say, again, it goes back to experience over school. A lot of it was just my experiences that I had helped me as my resources. Nice. If you want to ask the last question, this is usually the, well, that's one of the last questions. This is the three most influential yeah. people. Yeah. Who are the three most influential, influential people to you? Influential. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> This is going to be so funny. I can't believe, you know, I'm saying this. I never thought that I would list my boyfriend as someone who is really influential to me. But really, ever since I met this guy, he's just wanted success. He's wanted to take what he's doing to such a level. It inspires me to, to work and do my best and you know, if I'm feeling lack of motivation, I, I realize how much he's doing nonstop. Okay. And that's motivation to me and myself. So my boyfriend would definitely be one. Uh, my dad would be another one. My dad grew up very poor and had to work to make himself a living. And he, he's doing really well for himself. And so that, the struggle, he worked through that struggle. That's very inspiring to me. And then the third one. Who would be the third one? You know what? It might even be my boss. My boss is somebody who um, we once said to each other, hey, if Payfair goes down, we're still going to work. We're, we're going to open up another business. He always wants to be doing something new. He always wants to, you know, take on a new challenge. And that's very inspiring in itself to me. So He's a fighter. Yeah. Yeah, never gives up that guy. All three fighters. Oh. Mm -hmm. Yo, Mario mm -hmm. tells me the things he's doing, too. Sometimes I'm just like, wow. Yeah. yeah and yourself. Yeah. So far, you guys are like a power couple. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that really wraps it up for the questions. Those are uh, great questions. Do you have questions for us by any chance? I'm just, I'm just put you on the spot. Yeah. We usually don't even. <laughs> yeah, we're taking a, a little bit from another podcast we were yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have a question for all three of you. Okay, Marty. What inspires you? 
<laughs> get up, do your thing each day. What inspires you to do your thing? What inspires me to like get up and keep working and keep going? Um, <clears throat> to do your podcast, anything. I, I, I almost feel like we owe it, like, from, from my own perspective, I owe it to my parents and my previous generation. Because they chose to come to Canada, they chose to get me the education I needed. And they were a lot poorer, just like you said, you're your father yeah. as well. And if I didn't work hard now, it's almost like disrespectful to all that effort and work they put in mm. to getting me to where I am. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Just that's great. Just parents. So yeah, yeah, I think parents are very influential. But I don't say it to them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> They'll see it in the things yeah. that you do. Yeah, they can. I'll let you. Uh, okay. Um, for myself. Uh, I say it's just to, I want to, I do, I do get up every day because I don't feel like I can work for anyone because I want to create something. I want to leave a mark on the world. I want to be influential. But at the same time, I don't really care for the money. I just want to like have everyone around me who I care for or who has at least has taken the time to get to know me for who I really am to be doing well with me. So if I have a company, I want everyone to be making the same amount that I'm making. So yeah. if I'm making 100K, everyone around me is making 100K. From my friends to my family to my cousins, whoever yeah. I who actually took the time to come ask me to come hang out or asked I asked them and they said yeah I want them to be doing as well as I am and then at the end of the day I also want to help my dad get his one dream of when he came to Canada build a temple so I want to help him with that and then you want to build a temple yeah because my dad came here he has the building he lugged around this like I'm I'm, I'm probably exaggerating the weight like a one ton like God statue from Sri Lanka when he was like dipped out of the, when the war was happening, went to Germany with this statue and brought wow. it to Canada in the garage still, just because he wanted to build a temple here. But is it what is that one of the reasons that motivates you to have a, a start a company so you can help oh, my dad temple. for oh, my dad for his dream? Okay. Yeah, just oh, that's what, that's what, what are the dreams? Yeah. Help with something. You can make a movie yeah, out of that and then awesome. get my dad's dream and then get everyone I know around me. To not have to work, and we can always go on vacation for four months of the year. Well, we gotta work, man. We gotta work. We, gotta <laughs> yeah. we work so hard. Yo, because it's a white podcast in Hawaii. Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, because <laughs> would you, would you want to work from the same office every month, or would you rather? Because this is what I, I, I want to do. It's like I want to because you have to stay in Canada for six to eight months to still be Canadian citizen, right? So. For six to eight months, you're still in Canada. For four months, you're working from every other country in the world. Why not? You're the perfect person to answer this. You want to be outside of Canada during some Oh, yeah. Being outside of Canada, we need to do something that people are going to have in common. So, yeah, that's something a lot of people are going to want to chase with the. Yeah, you work in Canada during the summer and thing, and you enjoy your summers here, and you still work, and you still have your free time. And then during the winters, you're like in Rio de Janeiro, and then you go to Japan, yeah, and, and then travel. you go. And then, for but as a company, time. though, wait, we didn't let Mario answer his question. <laughs> yeah, what inspires him? What inspires hey, him? Um, you know, one thing made me really happy when I was a kid. One of the things that always just kind of brought happiness in my life was looking at my parents and feeling like, damn, like I'm proud of those people. You know, <laughs> like I got the best dad, I got the best mom. That made me really happy as a kid. And I think I grew up to have a ultimate satisfaction feeling of if my kids look at me as proud as I look at my parents, like, holy shit, that's, that's it, right? That's what inspires me. And so really life to me has been figuring out, you know, 
what kind of parent are, are you going to be that makes them proud, right? What kind of, they're going to be whoever they're going to be. So what's going to be really nice to, to make them proud. And really, I think one of the most fundamental things a person can do as a parent to make a child proud is lead by example in the sense that whatever dreams you have, you can do it. And I have my dreams, you know, and I chased them and I got them. I li I'm living them right now. So, I, you know, you're part of it. Obviously, you're the biggest part of it. Um, and so leading by example, I think it's really inspiring for the child. And so as a parent, that's like the thing that makes you the happiest. So that's one of the most worthwhile things to pursue for me. Great awesome. answer. I think that was a great episode. Um, I'm just really happy to learn more about you, Michaela. Yeah. Mario. Uh, I don't get to talk about this too often, so to have that is really, really great. I'd like to do it again. You're only going to have this. Yes. Yes. Share this with whoever you want and wherever you want. And we can always Very cool way to start the year off. Very cool way. Yeah, awesome way to start the new year off. And Yeah. We should all be feeling very inspired right now. Yeah, yeah. You should always be feeling inspired, right? Yeah. All right. So thank you, listeners. Thank you, guests. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Thank you, You can close us off. Thanks for coming out, Michaela. Thanks, Mario, for coming out and giving us some words of wisdom again. <laughs> and I'd like to shout out to, if everyone hasn't seen it yet, the previous High Top Philip Flops, because we learned a lot from them. Thanks, yo. Thank you for your so we did a collaboration episode with them. Thanks for That's teaching right. us what we need to know, senseis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you, High Top Philip Flops, for showing us the way of the podcast. And uh, if you want to listen to a podcast of Mario, it's up as well. Uh, it's Mario the Engineer. And uh, yeah, you can listen more about him. And uh, that's about it. Thank you to those who tune into Instagram Live. We appreciate you. Yeah, okay, listen, thank you to the Instagram Live uh, watchers. Oh, it's fine. Yeah, I think we might turn off. It's all good. It's the end of the podcast. It's, all, it's fine. <laughs> so, what's the to say? Uh, oh, okay. Oh, you can check us out at Stop Boosting 416 on Instagram. And you can check us on all major podcasting platforms. And do you want to tell anyone to look where to find you if they want to talk to you about startup events yeah, or your company? Yeah, for sure. Um, my Instagram is, gosh, I'm very rarely on Instagram. Okay. MDude950 is my Instagram. Anybody can hit me up if they have any questions about anything business related. Oh, I'm there to answer that. So, yeah. Cool. All right, guys. Take care and uh, thank you for listening. Thanks for coming out. I'll have a wonderful new 2020. And remember, when you're signing documents, put 2020. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Where's the <laughs> Peace out.